This podcast is proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry. Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm the guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Mateus, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've uh, spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, uh, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle. Please get in touch with us on our Facebook page, follow us, like us, whatever it takes. We would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as I know this industry is capable of. Morning Doc, here we go again. Yes, Gordon, how's it going? It's great. How was your long... uh, your long weekend, your human rights weekend, did you get some quiet, reflective time? Well, I had quiet time, Gordon, but uh, yeah, you know, we took it easy. Weather was a bit up and down, but yeah, all good. All good. Watched a bit of sport. I mean, the, the big news, of course, was, uh, you know, for me, certainly watching the final of the Six, six Nations and, and uh, the French team winning. Uh, so that was good. And Floki Salia, the SA kicking coach on the team, I've approached, I know Floki Wells, I've approached him and hopefully he'll come onto the show in the next week or two, you know, just to chat a little bit about not just the on-field, Gordon, but obviously, you know, the dynamics, the off-field. And I mean, f- the French team really are touted as one of the big favorites now, you know, going into next year's home World Cup for them. So I'd love it. Inside track story on what happened this year to the French mentality to turn them back into yeah. playing the kind of brand of winning rugby that, that we know they're capable of doing, but also the brand of entertaining rugby that we have always associated with their game, which yeah. is phenomenal. And talking about entertainment, how delightful it was to see the Italians, uh, which, mm. and given, you know, our guest, Mauro, <laughs> uh, we'll be delighted with the Italians um, sticking it to the old Welsh goats there with a with carrot and the yeah. 88 a minute. Delightful. Yeah. Certainly in Cardiff as well, which isn't an easy place to go in, you know, and, and it's 36 uh, games in a row that they'd lost, you know, so the Italians are good for them, you know, it's, it was nice to see. And then, of course, Gordon, your big highlight of the week, well, you know, maybe not a highlight, but certainly you really a huge fan of, of the ladies' Proteus team, uh, and they then went down against the Aussies uh, in, in that game. Yeah, they, uh, another outstanding performance this week. Uh, they set the Aussies, I think, a target of something like 278, mm. which was the highest or the second highest chase total. And I don't think there's any disgrace uh, in losing to any Australian side at cricket, especially if you've run them you know, down to the wire, which we did. So I think well done, the ladies. We're sitting in number two. Yeah. 
probably going to win just one more game. And the, the point of that game, obviously, being that uh, we stay away from Australia in the, in the semi-final. So mm. one of those uh, games where you lose, but you don't lose face. Yeah. So well done, yeah. ladies, this morning. Great show. Uh, I'm all fired up. And uh, talking about showmanship, uh, <laughs> Mauro Black, the Director of Content Sales and Distribution at MultiChoice Group, is joining us today. Well-known personality in the media Seen, been around for many, many years. Mara, good to ha- good to have you on the on the podcast at last. Gordon, uh, Doc, yeah, wow, I think uh, now I've made it. I'm here at last. So <laughs> thanks so much, guys. Yeah, do you, you want to have any uh, any comments for uh, uh, yeah gracious comments for our Welsh listeners uh, on the uh, Six Nations, guys? You know what? I'm going to bring another another spin into this, and uh, let's talk about Formula One. Then, did you watch the Formula One? <laughs> oh sorry, no, sorry, I, I can't say that. One of my, <laughs> well, I didn't. And actually, I mean, I watched a bit of it. Hamilton was floating around fourth and fifth at one point, and then, then I fell asleep. I'm afraid. Just it's that buzzing bee sound. No, man, you, Mara's referring to one two for the for the oh, red what, the red prancing horse. Exactly, uh, has it exactly been a while? Uh, yeah. First and second for Ferrari on the on the podium. Fantastic. And did 100%. I see? Uh, did I see? Somewhere in that melee, uh, Alpha Romeo in there. Alpha's back, and wow. uh, but you know, for me, the big disappointment was I'm a Max Verstappen fan, yeah. and Red Bull. I mean, just it was just awful. You know, it it just wasn't there. Wasn't there their debut race mm. or season starters? Yeah. So. And yeah, yeah. So you didn't good. try the old uh, safety car trick. Uh, is it too early in the season <laughs> for that? Gosh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you saw that result there. They they said it was human error on that on that last thing. And and Michael Massey, the race director, we'd spoken with Calvin Watt, rightly or wrongly, uh, was mm. was moved aside. But you know that's that's history. And I guess you know if you're a Lewis yeah. Hamilton fan, you're always going to be upset. And and I guess if a Stappen fan, you're going to be happy. But I mean, onto this year. And Mara, you're right. I mean, yeah, you are racing, <clears throat> and he loses power. On the on the power unit, you know, that's that's uh, the reigning world champion. So now you're sitting in a motor car, you've done all you can, yeah. and suddenly that's it. And then on the last or second last race, your teammate spins off, you know, in yeah. a in a position to, to take mm. good points. At, Completely. So. That's, listen, <clears throat> I love Formula One because it's all about strategy. It's not just mm. watching the cars go round and round. I mean, sure. the, the races are very long and there's so much that goes into it. And that's what I enjoy. You know, it's yeah. not so much okay, watching the cars go yeah. round and round. Mm. It's everything that happens before it's what's happening, the choices they make, you know, with the tires. It's when things go wrong, you know, mm. with the power. Yeah. That's what makes it exciting. And, of course, you know, having a bit of uh, off-track rivalry, it also helps. I mean, everyone yeah. loves a bit of drama. Yeah. So, uh, and that's what Formula One does. I mean, so that's Well, great. it's actually, you know, because we talked a lot about this with, with Kelvin, you know, yeah. the, uh, the, the next layer of sponsorship is, is to unpack the event that, you know, it's not just as you say the viewing. Uh, people want to know more. They want to be more involved, and it's that sort of freemium approach. Sometimes you get access to the uh, to the drivers themselves, and just I don't know. There was a multi layered approach, which which was kind of interesting. But the, the issue of the power going on and off. I mean, it, it just strikes me. I know Sassel was. Uh, <laughs> you want to ask him sponsorship? Oh, sponsorship. <laughs> Imagine if there was like a. There's I know probably. you've got those. That, there's a limited time when you when you can't use your is it a DMR or whatever. DRS. That, DRS, whatever yeah. that thing is. So if you were actually restricted your power for X amount uh, uh, during, 
Eskim <laughs> cars just switch off for two minutes, and uh, that could make it interesting. I, I think, think we so? should pull up the the imagery there, the latest. You know, the guys change somewhat; they change sponsors over yeah. over the seasons. I think we should pull up the Stappen's new car and see if there maybe, maybe is an it's Eskim. An it's a small logo. They probably bought the smallest package out just to get on the. Yeah, you never know. But I mean, well, that's but a good question for us. Did anybody out there who watched Formula One notice? Was Max Verstappen being sponsored by Eskim? <laughs> yes or no? Simple question. But just um, before we get into the serious business, I think, Mara, just talking, and this is vaguely serious about content, uh, and you're talking about the race and the nuances and the race within the race and the team. and, the, and There's a whole lot of that stuff. But, I mean, certainly the last few years, the rise of, 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 of dual screen, people watching, sitting, they're on a WhatsApp group, they're on, a, on an app, they're in. And we spoke with Calvin Watt from Nielsen Sport uh, a few weeks back around uh, exactly this, you know, that whole notion of it's not just the linear viewing. Because the two things that a lot of people still watch linear, the news and sport, to see the real result. The rest is you can pull out and we're going to talk on demand now. But I mean, the great part of that is, Gordon, that you can sit and watch something happening in real time with your mates doing an app on an iPad, on a device, and all the rest of it. So yeah, you know, interesting layer upon layer that you can get uh, a lot of different information on, on the event. Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, and Gordon will uh, know quite a bit about this, and I think you guys have spoken to, uh, with Calvin Story from, from our side, from MultiChoice, mm, mm. uh, who runs the Business Enablement Division. But the biggest challenge, you know, for Calvin and his team and Nazi um, over the last few years has been just that, you know, mm. Doug. It's in terms of, you know, the various layers yeah. and then getting traditional planners you know, to actually understand that it's multiple layers. It's not just, you know, what you're getting, uh, you know, from one feed. Mm. It is, you know, all the other devices. Yeah. So that has been very much the narrative over the last few years from that team in terms of measuring absolutely everything. And again, Calvin's far better qualified to talk about mm. that than what I am. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's multiple viewership streams. It's not just, you know, your traditional yeah. linear any longer. That's so important, Gordon, from a media point of view. You know, if you look at, and we, we discussed many different shows around value extraction, around education, around constantly pushing yourself as a media strategist, as a buyer, as a media head, mm. to go to your client with all the information available. You know, that, and Mara, that's the point you're making. You know, so as, a, as an ex-client, as an example, you know, I'd want the absolute latest of all the numbers, you know, of what can I get if I put money into this property? Because for me, it was always, do I spend on A or B? And, and how do you know which is better yeah. depending on the objectives? And, the, and the, So yeah, yeah. That's, that's interesting. And I mean, I know you're, one of your passion points, and we're not going to repeat it every show, but it is so important is constant learning constant upskilling constant knowing your game you know what i mean that you don't have the client say to you hey listen um what about this what about that you know that's i think is well you know two points there are really important just coming back to the the multi-layered approach um i'm, I'm aware that thinkbox which is a educational sort of tv-based education center industry center in the uk um did some research and they identified eight mood states which predetermine what you uh, watch, what kind of programming content you watch, and what platform you watch it on. And, uh, you know, the the different layers of sport are also accompanied by different mindsets at the time that you watch it. So you can watch the, the, the Formula One live, but, the multi, but when you follow up later on for a deep dive on the technical component, it's not just another view of the same thing. It, it is a totally different mindset and, and invites a different advertising uh, engagement entirely. Um, and on the constant learning, you know, 
you're right. And yeah, Mara, coming back to what got us chatting, uh, was your post on, on LinkedIn that your uh, popular original series, The Wife, or multi-choice original series, The Wife, had been dubbed into French and sold internationally. And, and it suddenly made me aware that you living now, and we've walked a lot of the past together from the old days of being sales reps on, on Sunday Times, etc. But I, I became aware I had no idea of, of the rhythm of the business that you, that you do in content um, dispersion and management and acquisition. And so I think that's what today's about, to, to try and give us a glimpse into your world of uh, – yeah, content uh, sales and distribution at the multi-choice group. I mean, you, you're right at the thick of what it is that I watch. Nothing is a given. One forgets. You switch on the TV. There it is. But somebody is actually planning it. So just, just take us through, you know, the operation, the layers, and what goes into putting something on our screens um, and what it takes to put that same thing on our screens in South Africa and in some of those other markets in Africa where you're playing out. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, look, I absolutely love this space. It's, uh, it's, it's hugely exciting and the market is changing so much and it certainly has over the last few years. And we can talk about trends and kind of what's mm. fueled it. But I think just, you know, for everyone to, uh, to understand, maybe I should take a step back and what does multi-choice studios do within or for multi-choice group at least? So I think, you know, most South Africans are aware of multi-choice and the services that we provide on DTH and DTT. Uh, so whether you're a DSTV subscriber uh, or a GoTV subscriber. And the company has been producing and acquiring content for more than 30 years. And that content really is for to satisfy our viewers, right? You know, traditionally just a linear viewer. It is, I want to watch, you know, my sports. I want to watch, you know, my, my telenovelas. Um, I want to watch, you know, content from, from studios in the U.S. And that's what the business has been doing over the last many years, as I said, and very successfully so. Where Multi-Choice Studios comes in um, is that, right, we have a lot of content. We have content that can travel well, you know, and by that I mean there are other broadcasters, third-party buyers that are interested in acquiring this content. Mm -hmm. So we come in in terms of identifying who those buyers are. Uh, so whether it be buyers in the US, which, is, uh, which has been the big step change you know, for our strategy, or in Europe, or in Australia. And we then take the content you know, across multiple genres and formats, and we then license it to those broadcasters. Across the game, linear, uh, and more recently, a lot more demand for SVOD platforms as well, mm. uh, in particular from the US. So that's kind of what we do, you know, the, the bulk of the business. So there's five parts, really. So, and I'll quickly skim through it, and then we yeah. touch on it, and then we can come back. So the one is, as I've just uh, mentioned now, which is the licensing of content. Content that we've commissioned, mm. content that we own in perpetuity. So that's one part of the business. Can the I quickly part? comment there? Uh, uh, yeah. And just talk about the, the volume of that, that it's not small fry. I mean, the, the it's 2,692 hours of content. It's up 41% year on year, that particular aspect. Uh, our local content production, which is a phenomenal figure. Sorry to interrupt. But no, I just no, no. Wanted to throw that it, in. That, that's a good point, Gordon. So, and and obviously you're referring to our half year results. So the new, uh, the full year results will be out, you know, towards the end of June. Uh, but just looking at that, just lo uh, using that mid year results, 
Um, yes, 100%. It was up 41% local content. Mm. So local content really is our differentiator. Mm. It really is our strong, our backbone. This is what you know our viewers want. Mm. So the investment in local content, as you would have seen, continues and it will continue growing over the coming years. What that percentage is going to look like by June, no idea, yeah. but it certainly is a big differentiator for, for multi-choice you know, viewers you know, to have yeah. local content. Yeah. We want to see ourselves. You know, so whether it be South African content or whether it be content you know, produced you know, from our Kenya division yeah. or from our Nigeria division, you know, again, we are operating in 50 territories. Yeah. So people want to see themselves. Mm. So that figure, yeah. that percentage, it is, we're very proud of that. Um, and I suppose it's also a good segue into why multi-choice studios. You would have seen that a significant percentage of the cost also goes to production. Mm. So why not then have a division, multi-choice studios, mm. that can actually, over a period of time, offset some of those costs? As you would know, anything, you know, any decent production. So whether it be that you are shooting something for your YouTube channel mm. or something that could potentially have a theatrical release, mm. it's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. So if there's appetite in the rest of the world, well, why not? Yeah. You know, why not try and recoup some of that money over a period of time? Mm. Because it will ultimately then feed into that, you know, and reduce that cost, you know, that the company company has in terms of production. Mm. So, so yeah, so that's it. So, yeah, we're talking the other four points. Sorry, I interrupt you. We didn't get past. First. Smack me next time I interrupt. <laughs> like this. All right, put my hand on the table. Just yeah. if you say, listeners, if you hear up, that's the doc sorting. <laughs> So the second part would be something that, Doc, you actually asked me earlier, you know, how much do we do with super sport? Yeah. So sports footage, I mean, super sport is, is a significant part division within multi-choice. Mm -hmm. We have shied away from licensing sports footage because mm -hmm. it has so many underlying rights and clearances. Mm -hmm. Besides one, the one that we did do, which was an incredible documentary, was Chasing the Sun, mm. which I'm yeah. sure you guys wow. watched. Yeah, yeah. And that Absolutely. was also very well received by the rest of the world. Mm. But generally, when it comes to sports footage, you know, we only focus on footage sales, clip sales. And that's the second part, the second pillar within Multi-Choice Studios. So it's not only, you know, a sports footage. Mm. It could be, you know, footage, you know, from our general entertainment channels. So let's say you're a producer, you're producing something independently. It is easier, more, more cost effective to acquire that 10 seconds or that minute of footage of whichever celebrity it may be or of a sports personality than actually trying to reshoot it yourself. Yeah. So we've got another division, another part of the business, should I say, that focuses specifically on that. It's like, we've got footage, we've got a lot of footage, and this is something else you know, that we then yeah. also license uh, uh, to buy. So that's the second part, right? The third part would be, it's, it's um, on pre-sales. And I think it's something that you guys want to, to touch on or ask about later on. And so a pre-sale would essentially be, uh, and I always like to use an example, you know, or, or bring it back home. Let's say, Doc and Gordy, you know, you guys decide to actually make your own movie. You're clearly very passionate about, uh, about sports, <coughs> so you're going to produce something. You're going to create your own film, okay? Mm. But making films is expensive. Mm. So the pre-sales is something that multi-choice does and says, okay, we love the concept. We love, you know, what, what, what Dark and Gordy are putting together. So we will invest in that yeah. movie. 
Okay, so we also manage the pre-sales. So pre-sales, it's something you still own it. We've just got a share in it. However, that deal is structured. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we're helping you then finance your movie to get it out there. Okay, mm -hmm. so we also manage the pre-sales, and that would be then going back to you guys in due course, saying, "Hey, lads, so we helped you finance this. You know, yeah. let's mm -hmm. let's let's you know how's it going? You know, and do our recoupment there. So that's one way that MultiChoice also gives back. You know, by investing." In, in productions. You're listening to The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media. The other part is something fairly new, and there's two, the other two parts, should I say, and that is co-productions. You would have seen also from our results, from the mid-year results, that there's a lot of activity with co-productions. Mm. So co-productions simply would be, and stop me and interject, please, or else no, I get no, on the no. I mean, you, I, and so I mean, you're partnering with people like Canal Plus, Acorn. I mean, it's big stuff. So it's a fascinating 100%. story. Yeah, yeah, and that is, you know, quite simply, it is, you know, one. There's a bit of skills transfer as well. Um, it also gives us, you know, access what reduces, you know, costs. Um, and then there's partners, you know, in this. So Canal, 100%, you know, that is a great one. Acorn, which is part of Sundown Studios, uh, AMC in the US, significant network, big players. So there's a lot of these projects on the go, which is great. So what we do, what MultiChoice Studios is now doing for the group, is also managing the co-productions. So we'll work with uh, uh, collection agents, we'll work internally, and make sure that everything is just, you know, where it should be, because... The slate is massive yeah. over the coming years. Mm. So we need a division. We need someone that can actually say, all right, we're keeping our eye on that. And that's co-productions. Okay. The last part is distribution. So distribution implies or is all about, you know, taking a, a, a piece of content. So let's go back to, you know, to Doc and, and Gordon's sports film. Okay. There was no investment from MultiChoice none whatsoever, whatever, mm. but you guys have got something that's really, really good, okay? Mm. You want to retain the rights, you want to retain the IP, but you're creative, okay? You're creative guys. You don't know anything about releasing your sports documentary or your sports film, mm. you know, theatrically. You have no idea, you know, how many different SVOD platforms are out there, AVOD platforms. You, you don't know the marketing. You don't know how to go about it. You don't know how to do a, 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 um, a, a TVOD release. Mm. So the distribution part of the business is where we then say, okay, guys, we will do that for you. Mm. You're creative, you do your thing, you produce amazing content, we'll then take that and we'll distribute it via our network. <clears throat> Part of it, excuse me, would also include, obviously, uh, uh, could possibly include multi-choice platforms yeah. or not. Yeah. It could be, okay, I think your film is fantastic. I'm going to take it to a content market mm. in the US because I know there's great appetite for this yeah. sport genre there. It is I'm going to put together the marketing plan. I'm going to do all of that. You just, you be you, right? Yeah. You be available for red carpets. You produce your stuff. That's great. We will then take that for you. And that is a very exciting part of the business. Mm. And it's definitely our long-term strategy to growing this into a fully-fledged standalone business where we then take independent producers' content and we then 
release it yeah, yeah. In, in, into your network. But I mean, Mara, just listening to that, I mean, it's a, the, I'm stating the obvious, it's, it's a, a growing, complex, exciting space. And, and one of the things, Gordon, that I get excited about are all the potential job opportunities that sit there for people of different skill sets. Well, because if I look at all of those silos, well, wow. I want to say silos, but those divisions, they all have a different, there's a huge commercial element there, there's, there's legal elements there, there's creative, somewhat creative elements, there's joining the dots so there's a lot of that so that's wonderful and the second point I want to make is you know it's interesting you're saying it may, may be on multi-choice or not so it's very much a, a sort of co-opetition type model where you guys are looking wider than just your own house and looking at that whole onion principle of your core product and augmented products and again um, you know, just looking at your half-year results, it's I got the schematic in front of me. It's quite nicely laid out in terms of you know your core, what you own, uh, the linear component, the on-demand component, and then the partnership model. So yeah, exciting stuff, Gordon. Wide uh, reaching, and and yeah, Mara, well done to you and your team, and and you know up for the for the future. Hopefully, it, it just gets even better. Yeah, and and as we were talking about that, because um, I made the same sort of note here as well that I, I hadn't thought of it in terms of the growth of skills and 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 job and you know kind of creation uh, scenario i was thinking more in terms i had been a bit fixated on the on the local content side of it mm. which was kind of interesting to me but it, it's almost like the parallel in the mining industry we've been exporting raw materials mm. everyone knows that the next level up is to export processed goods and so this is the equivalent i would think and so you know we've got a marvelous culture we've got a marvelous set of skills here we've got the right i mean guys shoot movies in cape town all the time big movies so we've got it all here why do we just export the raw materials we need to export the mm. the, uh, the process package which is interesting but coming back to the we don't have a, a movie for a sports movie for the doc and group but i am trying to get the doc apart in Carl uh, Karo too. We had a we had a very successful podcast on Carl Karo. All going so well, Mara. <laughs> Everything was going so nicely. He has and, a script. Uh, you know, for our listeners out there, sorry, Gordon, to interrupt <laughs> you, but actually, sorry, not sorry. One of, one of those millennial sort of statements. Uh, we've actually got notes here. You know, we actually come prepared to these things, and then this guy gets bored. You yeah. see, now he goes off on a tangent. Now, like, got, now the, you, respect, you see, Gordon. the problem is the issue, though, the real concern, Mara, is that the art. Why do you? choose Carl Hutt Carl and what images in his head. <laughs> That's the issue. And what role did he cost me for? Well, well Carl Hutt Carl is a great movie and I would highly recommend it. I think it might, it might even be on your book somewhere. It was a locally produced film. Um, Carl Hutt Carl 2, I would I'm thinking about shooting it at the University uh, <laughs> UPE campus, uh, Nelson Mandela campus. It would feature a professor um, and the rest, I mean I haven't got the script yet but I've got the dog cast is... Uh, but now, you know, when you start putting that together, now, you know, you, uh, sometimes I think in pictures, now I've got the doctoral gown, but nothing else on because it's called Chad Coral. I mean, yeah, no, I'm good. thinking not so Why much the we, doctoral gown. Hold on. Can we just get back to, we've got like a whole lot of questions <laughs> yeah, we have, here. We haven't got through that. It's more interesting than, than uh, you know. Us. All right. So just coming back to the local content thing, um, because I think that's something that's really crucial. Um in my mind, I think I'd been a bit fixated on the, the stick that, you know, people were being forced into local content. But if I look at some of the, the numbers coming out of your raw, uh, that half-year report, and, I, and I, to all the listeners, please download it. It's a fascinating read. There's some really interesting stuff in there. I can't wait for, for the full-year report. But, I mean, in terms of local content viewership, uh, 
local content viewership is up from 35% in 2021 up to 44% in South Africa. Kenya, 36%, up to 49%. In Nigeria, and the scale of that market is incredible, 68% in 2021, local content viewership up to 74%. So this is not, I've suddenly realized again, I've not been keeping myself informed. It's not big stick, this is carrot. Why would you not be wanting to go into this space? It's phenomenal. And Nigeria, the, the one number that blew me away, Big Brother Niger um, set a new record, Doc. You know, the whole voting mm. uh, principle mm. there. 1.2 billion votes were cast. Yeah. 1.2 billion. And I'm not quite sure how many naira you earn per, per vote, but I mean, yeah. the yeah. whole revenue thing is just, it's, a, it's just for me, getting out of my advertising-based uh, you know, kind of model of, of revenue has, is, is really what this is all about. Just thinking, wow, you know, I'm spending too much time on my little advertising corner. Yeah. So, you know what, I, 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 I said this earlier and I cannot overemphasize. We want to watch, yeah. you know, mm. South Africans. We want to watch, you know, our uh, fellow, you know, Nigerians. We want to watch it. Mm. Those shows perform the best out of anything else. You look at something like um, the the incredible documentary that Showmax produced, you know, with the team from CakeNet, which was Devil's Door. Mm. Devil's Door, I think, I don't have the stats uh, stats in front of me, yeah. but it exceeded any international content, any viewership. Yeah. Mm. It is same thing as Chasing the Sun, same thing as bringing it back to what you want to go into now, Gordon, which is uh, sex in Afrikaans. Don't right? encourage him. <laughs> Mara, please, don't encourage the Oakman. It doesn't take a lot. Look at him now. <laughs> I've been intimidated. I mean, obviously, the, the mere topic alone has intimidated me. But guys, mean. the thing is, you know, it is local content. Local content yeah. is what people want. And what's exciting for Multi-Choice Studios is that, okay, so it's satisfying mm. our audiences. Yeah. But the rest of the world wants to see this. Yeah. The rest of the world want to buy it either in the original language format yeah. or they want to dub it into French or yeah. dub it into other languages. Yeah. Mara, tell me, just in terms of local content, we want to see ourselves, <coughs> we want to see people that speak like us, look like yeah. us, etc. What works better? Is there a difference between your international franchises that you buy, My Kitchen Rules, Come Down With Us, that type of thing, versus home written, you know, like Devil's Door type documentary, a reality show like... Uh, uh, or, or, or a telenovela type, soapy type stuff. Is there a difference between it or do people watch both equally? They want to see themselves, albeit in a franchise uh, type format or a home uh, written format. So you're talking about, you know, local viewers or... or no, I'm talking about like, let's just look at South Africa as a market for argument's sake. Would we resonate more towards, say, a locally produced movie uh, series like say legacy as an example versus say uh, a big brother or a survival or my kitchen rules which is a franchise format of which we start south africans in shot in the eastern cape as an example survivor yeah so I, th I think you know i would have to unpack that a bit to be honest but it is so from a local audiences i mean different shows different programs have different you know uh, um, appetites mm, in the market yeah. again from an export business mm. Soapies, dr uh, t uh, 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 dramas, telenovelas mm. generally are, are more well-received yeah. than any uh, format shows. Okay. We do license those. Mm. We license Survivor uh, through Banerjee to, to several players in uh, 
uh, in Australia. Yeah. Locally, I think, you know, I, I would have to look at those yeah, numbers. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of, you know, international appetite, mm. it is definitely more towards the scripted stuff mm. than, you know, than the format shows. Yeah. You know, a lot of the format shows, it's, it's, it comes down to, um, you know, a particular brand of humor, mm. you know. Mm. So if you're watching, you know, Date My Family, mm. great, performs really, really well. Mm. And we have taken that format, you know, from here, from South Africa. We've got, you know, Date My Family Zambia, Date My Family Zimbabwe, mm. uh, uh, Botswana. Um, so we've replicated that, yeah. but it has to be there in a case. So if you're in Botswana, you want to yeah. see, you know, your, your fellow countrymen. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have much appetite, you know, for the rest of the world. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but it still gets out there. Sure, it still, it still, it still works. But yeah. definitely, you know, where where the biggest demand, it's with the scripted stuff that that yeah. um, like the river, yeah. like the Queen, yeah. uh, Gamora, you know, Legacy. Mm. That's where there's huge demand. Yeah. Yeah. So you're taking sort of a global template and then, I mean, and localizing it and giving it local nuance and local relevance it seems to be a formula with, with great success. Yeah. So, so when it comes to format rights, uh, we are in the process of, of, of um, taking that to market. Mm. Um, and that would very simply be, so whether it be a, a drama, let's say it's Selena from, uh, from Kenya, or it's a format show. So we are taking those formats, we are reviewing it internally for adaptation in another market. So whether it be, you know, uh, any, any market, any country in Europe or, or in North America. Um, for the rest of it, it gets licensed as finished product. So just one last question, because I'm suddenly aware we've been really chatting that we, we're kind of getting little tight on time here. I mean, are there any plans when, when France wins the, the World Cup next year to have a, you know, a, a, an English-based, you know, chasing your own hut uh, <laughs> equivalent of chasing the sun when, when England lose again uh, next year in the World Cup? Is there any plans for that? Well, to well, thinking of Eddie uh, in particular? <laughs> we'll have to, I tell you what, when you have Mark Dury over from Supersport, yeah. then I think you've got to pitch that one. Yeah. I, think there's a, I think there's definitely a need for a, a parallel into chasing the sun, chasing your hut, um, yeah. featuring England uh, <laughs> since 2003 would be would be a super show. Now, just to get serious for a moment, um, as we wrap up, Mara, Mara you, you and I have been in this industry together an awful long time, and you are a classic example of somebody who's kind of stuck to the guns but just kept reinventing yourself from newspapers through to television sales through to, to this um, what, what, how, how have you managed to sort of keep yourself? You talked about you know, continuous learning. How have you kept yourself ahead of the game? It's shifted so much. Many of your contemporaries have kind of just fallen out uh, completely, and yet you've, you've, you've kept ahead of the curve. What, what's your message to, to young salespeople starting off in the industry? Um, how do you keep yourself fresh? How do you keep yourself in the game? You know, so that's, that's a great question. And I was actually going to say, listen, you guys were speaking about continuous learning earlier. Um, and that really is the, the, the best message, you know, to anyone joining this industry or even someone that's been in the industry for 10 plus years. It's never too late. It is about being curious. It's about not stereotyping yourself, you know, in particular, you know, media type, yeah. you know, well, I'm a media planner or I'm just a media buyer or whatever the case may be. Or I'm selling newspapers or I'm selling radio. Yeah. No, it is. We've got access to information. We're in a very, uh, our media space is very open. It's not a huge market, as you would know, Gordon. So there's really no excuses in terms of interacting with colleagues, you know, on the other side of the fence. Just remain curious. 
Um, and the other thing is also to not shortchange yourself. I think, you know, there are transferable skills. Certainly there's a few, there's a, there's a few elements in any position, in any job that you can transfer over to, to another. You know, it's, this is not, you know, I'm going to be a, a brain surgeon and now I want to, you know, do something else. But there certainly are transferable skills. So just remain relevant, remain current, you know, be curious. And, um, yeah, and just interact with everyone else. Don't stereotype yourself yeah. in anything. Mm. We've got transferable skills. Well, that's a great point, I think, on which to, to wrap up uh, the show today. Stay curious, and uh, if you are curious about uh, the doc in his prof's gown in <laughs> Kalkat Karo 2, stay tuned to uh, the Doc in the Guru podcast. To all the listeners, thanks for joining us. I would encourage you to check the Multi-Choice website for that new full-year report because the half-year report was fascinating, so it's worth a read uh, downloading that. And Doc, uh, I'll leave it to you to wrap. Yeah, thanks, Gordon. Mara, thanks very much for that. And I think it's you, you, you've made so many great points. And I think, you know, to end with that whole thing of, of stay hungry, you know, stay in the game, uh, keep us off shop. Because, I mean, you know, you just look at media, how it's changed over the last few years. I mean, you guys are the media experts, but, you know, certainly uh, I've seen it and, and a lot of people would have seen it. So, yeah, don't, as you say, don't pigeonhole yourself uh, and, and be flexible up school. Thanks very much for your time, Mara. Just one last question. If someone wants to get a hold of you, are you on social platforms? How do they, are you on uh, LinkedIn or Facebook or any of the platforms? Yeah, thanks so much, Doc. Thanks, guys. Um, so, yeah, you can uh, find me and the team at multichoicestudios.com. Okay. Otherwise, I'm on LinkedIn, okay. uh, Mauro Black, and probably a bit of Instagram, I suppose. Right. No, <laughs> but, uh, but LinkedIn is the that's is, great. Is preferred that's all we, yeah. we just like to encourage yeah, the dialogue, absolutely. you know, saying to people, and, uh, you know, if, if you want to chat or, or reach out, uh, please be part of that. Mauro, thanks very much for your time. Uh, we've run out of time. Gordon, until next week, we'll catch you then. Yeah, and to all the listeners, I normally say at this point, ciao for now, but we've got a proper Italian, so we're going to close with Mara saying ciao for now. You know, ciao for now. And uh, just by the way, listeners, you know, I'm actually Portuguese despite the name. Despite <laughs> the name. <laughs> ciao for now in Portuguese. <laughs> Almost as good as sex in Afrikaans. <laughs> And so that was another episode of The Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get hold of us on Facebook, like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Mataz. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond. And hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Miller, the Guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time. The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry.